This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to This is the G Podcast. It is episode 121. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh huh. Room to be excited. Got all these bright and shiny faces up in here. Yeah. Give us some more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey y'all, yeah, and as we tape today, I got I got to do some 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 housekeeping first, man. Gotta say, um, today as we tape, and actually it was this weekend, yesterday I think. Gotta give a special 90th birthday shout out to the one and only uh, former Atlanta mayor, Mr. Ambassador, uh, the one and only Andrew Young. Y'all give it up, man. I'm gonna give it up for him. I'm sure Rob's got <laughs> Rob's got some choice words. <laughs> Every pundit has choice words. I'm, I'm, hold off though. Hold off. Hold off. I'll come to you. Uh, but but uh, they did the gala this weekend, and and I got got to give it up to WSB TV Channel Two. Uh, they did a nice little piece on uh, on Young. It was uh, it was well done. I'll give it to them. Uh, also, as we tape. Um, Y'all, this week was this weekend was just weird. I mean, we last weekend, most of us on this podcast in the South were dealing with 80 degree temps. And and yesterday we stepped out into 20s and 30s and and I was without power for about six hours. So, um, you know, it was crazy because, you know, in Atlanta, we get the rain and we have these big trees. People come here. And they're not used to the trees. They see the trees. And all of a sudden, when we get wind and rain, these trees just start collapsing, man. So I had a couple of trees following some power lines. Uh, All my best to folks who uh, had to deal with that uh, this weekend in the ATL. It was not fun to be without power, deal with Georgia power and have to wait for six hours. You know, hoping hoping your um, that leg of lamb and and that. uh, you know, all that meat you got in the freezer will hold up. So, uh, you know, I, I have to give it to my folks. And hopefully y'all did not forget with all that going on to uh, to spring forward uh, and lose your hour in church today. But uh, you'll get over it in a couple of weeks. Uh, also, uh, one of my favorite New Yorkers is in the building. Got to give it up to him. The one and only. Do we say, can, I don't know, you're always in Atlanta. We can't say former Atlanta. He is in Atlanta. The one and only talk show host, author, accomplished smear painter Rob Redding Jr. is in the building. Y'all give it up for Rob. Yes, here we go. Yes. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. You're always welcome, man. I appreciate you coming on. You know, I don't ever, I always call you at the last minute, so I just appreciate you, bro. I really do. And uh, go to readingnewsreview.com. We play Rob's uh, weekly review, but that is not all of it. That is only one portion of uh, the facts that this man delivers. And I'm here to tell you the reason I invited him on because there have been a couple of days he sent me his daily show, and I've had to text him and said, man, I mean, just thumbs up. You know, uh, the the fire emoji, the the double hands in praise emoji, uh, because we were, we we don't get any news coverage on the national news front right now because it's twenty four seven every story Ukraine. So there's some things and some insight um, that Rob gives us. Uh, Rob has mentioned on his show that um, the Black News Channel is still giving us some insight, but uh, it's 24-7 Ukraine. So I got to say thanks to Rob for uh, for his support of our network, uh, castropolis.net and The Week in Review. You can check it out Sundays at noon. And also, you know, we run this, uh, Rob, in, in addition to Sunday at noon, uh, I play it twice Sunday from like 12 to 2, uh, you know, one and then the encore. And then that re- review and encore also after our show. So when we talk about certain things and we refer to you, people who listen to us live can actually um, all they have to do is just hang on Castropolis and, and, and check you out. So so kudos, man. You know, let me let me give you I got to give you the official, you know, because it's not official until you get the air horn, man. So, so well, thank I you. appreciate you, man. I appreciate your support. Um, you've always been a big fan and I've always been a big fan of you. I mean, a lot of people don't know you're a radio legend. 
Uh, what? And <laughs> Are you drinking over there like me? Oh, man. <laughs> nah, this man is a radio legend right here. Oh, and man, it's just, it's that. always good to be anywhere around this dude. When he told me he was about to do this, I said, I definitely will do anything I can to support you, man. So I appreciate you. Oh, man. Appreciate you, man. I, I really appreciate that. But, Rob, um, you know, I'm going to do this, man. Another radio legend who um, supports the show and, and really is a big part. I didn't say another, but the the man uh, who uh, we're really blessed to have on our show, Syracuse Mike. We call him Syracuse Mike, but you know why we call him Syracuse Mike. Uh, but Mike Roberts uh, actually delivers and gives us uh, our headlines every week. So what? let's do this. We're going to go into Mike's headlines. And, and I will warn y'all up front because I sent it out to the team. It's a long headline this week, but... A lot of the news that's in the headlines, you probably didn't hear this week because uh, it was 24-7 Ukraine. So go ahead, check it out. The reason I invited Rob on is because there's some things that I think deserve clarification straight from Rob uh, based on some of the things he said on the show. So let's go ahead and do news with Syracuse Mike, and we'll be right back. For the week in news with Syracuse Mike. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says NATO countries supporting Ukraine against the Russian invasion have a green light to send fighter jets as part of their military aid. Russia has pounded a number of southern cities in Ukraine in recent days, making evacuation efforts difficult and leading to an increased number of civilian deaths and displacement. According to a U.S. defense official, 95% of the Russian troops originally on the border are now in Ukraine. Ukraine. The U.S. continues to say no to Ukraine's demand for a no-fly zone because of fears it could lead to NATO forces shooting down Russian aircraft, and many believe that would likely mean World War III. Vice President Kamala Harris was in Selma, Alabama Sunday for the anniversary of Bloody Sunday, which happened on this day, March 7th in 1965. Honoring the legacy of those who marched then demands that we continue to push Congress to pass federal voting rights legislation. Voting rights remains an important issue for many lawmakers, although they have failed to update the Voting Rights Act, which came about because of the violence in Selma 57 years ago. Harris spoke on the foot of the bridge where white state troopers attacked black marchers attempting to cross it. In New York City. We are winning. So let's celebrate the win. That's New York's mayor. The city is lifting mask mandates. You may remember it was one of the first in the nation to issue mandates. New Jersey is also ending mandates in schools. Next week, California, Oregon, and Washington State will join them. COVID cases are down dramatically in many cities across the country. Today, for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic, Atlanta City Council will hold its first in-person meeting. To be clear, COVID cases are still out there, and Georgia hit a grim milestone this past Friday, crossing 30,000 COVID-related deaths. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says more U.S. troops are headed to Europe. Secretary Austin ordered the deployment from the United States of an additional approximately 500 U.S. military personnel to locations in Europe to augment uh, U.S. forces that are already in theater. The war in Ukraine continues with little progress made by negotiators, but Russian and Ukrainian officials worked out a deal for civilians trying to leave the country. An advisor to Ukrainian President Zelensky said there were some small positive shifts regarding logistics of humanitarian corridors. Earlier evacuation routes would actually direct people toward Russia or Belarus. The U.K.'s Europe minister, James Cleverly, said evacuation routes into the arms of the country that is currently destroying yours is nonsense. The Supreme Court has decided not to review Bill Cosby's case, so he remains a free man. And we're told the 84-year-old comedian is now considering a final stand-up tour. And that news is not a joke. In sports, Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley has been suspended by the NFL for gambling on football games. Ridley only played at five games during the 2021 season before taking a break to work on his mental health. Atlanta-based Coca-Cola has announced they will join other big U.S. brands and stop doing business in Russia. The news came not long after Starbucks and McDonald's announced their businesses would shut down locations in Russia. Coke faced days of pressure. In a statement, they said, our hearts are with the people who are enduring unconscionable effects from these tragic events in Ukraine. We will continue to monitor and assess the situation as circumstances evolve. 
President Biden also announced that the U.S. is banning Russian oil, natural gas, and imports of coal. I said I would level with the American people from the beginning. And when I first spoke to this, I said defending freedom is going to cost. It's going to cost us as well. The latest U.S. response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine could lead to a spike in gas prices at home. A recent poll suggested that most U.S. citizens support this move, despite the impact it will likely have on gas prices. Stacey Abrams officially qualified Tuesday to run for governor of Georgia. I'm excited to qualify for office today to run for governor of Georgia. Abrams will likely face Kemp or former Senator David Perdue this fall. Black Panther director Ryan Coogler was detained by police after he was mistaken for a bank robber at a Bank of America location in Metro Atlanta. The incident happened in January, but just became public. Coogler was later allowed to go on his way. In a statement, Bank of America says we deeply regret that this incident occurred. It never should have happened, and we have apologized to Mr. Coogler. Coogler apparently has also addressed the issue with the bank directly and said, quote, we have moved on. A hospital in southern Ukraine was hit Wednesday, and the explosion could be heard a mile away. The hospital, which involves a maternity ward, was badly damaged by a Russian strike. At least 17 people were injured. And the Pentagon has rejected the idea of sending planes from Poland to assist Ukraine's military. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby. Polish generosity is clearly on display for the whole world to see. But at this time... We believe the provision of additional fighter aircraft provides little increased capabilities at high risk. The risk and escalation in the war. Ukraine continues to call for no-fly zone. People refer to it as the don't say gay bill, and it has become a major issue in Florida. In short, the law forbids instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in public schools for kindergarten through third grade. Under pressure, Disney CEO Bob Chapek addressed the company's stance on the bill Wednesday and told shareholders he will meet with Governor Ron DeSantis. He says his company opposes the bill. Critics of the law, which the governor supports, say it implies students should be ashamed or should suppress their gender identity or sexual orientation. Actor Jussie Smollett was sentenced by Cook County Judge James Lynn Thursday to 150 days in county jail for staging an attack on himself. After declining to speak earlier in the court during the sentencing, Smollett told the judge, I am innocent and I am not suicide. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. Smollett was ordered to pay restitution of just over $120,000 and a $25,000 fine. Officials in Washington say that Russia is lying about bioweapons research in Ukraine involving the U.S., calling the claims laughable and suggesting Moscow may be laying the groundwork to use a chemical or biological weapon. Russia is also denying attacking a maternity hospital in southern Ukraine. Russia says Ukrainian forces staged the incident. Three people died. That 40-mile convoy of Russian troops in Ukraine is now less than 10 miles from moving into the capital city of Kiev. More money is also headed to black colleges. AURN's Ebony McMorris explains. The administration has announced $2.7 billion in funding for historically black colleges and universities provided under the American Rescue Plan. That was the largest ever in the country's HBCUs. It's part of the administration's commitment to advancing racial equity and support underserved communities. Half of those funds under the American Rescue Plan require them to be used to provide direct financial relief to students. They're already being used by colleges and universities across the country. For AURN News, I'm Ebony McMorris. The money also adds to other funding for higher education. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin says he didn't see any red flags after meeting with Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson. That's not the case for Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, who voted to put Jackson on the D.C. Circuit Court just last year. Graham is signaling he's leaning toward voting no. It's also no secret that he's not happy President Biden passed on his personal choice of South Carolina federal judge J. Michelle Childs. Hey, uh, you know, you can tell, I mean, there's so much news about Ukraine that basically, you know, our typical headlines, uh, there's, you know, I, I guess it kind of chokes a lot of the news that we do this week, but I want to make sure you get a little bit of everything. And, and I do have to say thank you to Mike Roberts, uh, our Syracuse Mike, you know, for making sure that we get a good balance of, of, of what's going on with Ukraine 
and and what's going on, you know, in our world, uh, you know. So, so you, Rock, you and I were having a conversation, and and I'll start with this, man. Um, you know, I was watching my my litmus test is Reverend Al and the Black shows that come on MSNBC. You know, Saturday morning, and then Sunday morning, and then Reverend Al. And what do you think the reasons behind all Ukraine? All the time, even with the black news anchors, I mean, or the the black targeted shows, uh, even watching Reverend Al, uh, he was in Selma this week and I didn't even see anything about him, him, you know, actually being in Selma for the commemoration in his show. So so what do you what do you think's going on with that? I'd, I'd, I'd love your thoughts. I mean, even when you look at what Tiffany, what's her name, uh, Tanya B. Tiffany. Um, I forgot her last name. But she's Tiffany on, Taylor. Tiffany, no, no, no. Uh, Tiffany on MSNBC. And and then <laughs> MSNBC has the black shows on Sunday morning. And then uh, I watch Reverend Al, you know, right before our show. And all I, yeah, all I know. Yeah. Is uh, Tiffany Cross. <laughs> Tiffany Cross. <laughs> it it yeah. came to me. Tiffany Cross. OK, so throw it to you, Rob. There, well, there, I, I'm just going to say there are very few people in the black community that know news. Um, Al Sharpton's not a journalist. Yeah. He's not a journalist. Uh, yeah. He's barely a civil rights leader. Who the fuck is following <laughs> Al Sharpton? I, I, wait a minute. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. <laughs> yeah, who, the fuck, who the fuck is following Al Sharpton? I'm just yeah, saying it, it's a, it's a, it, it is. Uh, that's why the show primarily deals with black issues, you know, so... Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, you know, I, I feel you. I, I understand. I hear the retort, right? It yeah. primarily handles black issues. But here's the deal. He's not a journalist. His folks work at MSNBC mm. and they are they, they are drinking the Kool-Aid of, OK, this is all news, all Ukraine 24 seven. And that doesn't suit the black community. It just doesn't. It's not something that's important to us. Um, yes, there are black folks in the Ukraine. Most of them are students trying to get out. They're helping themselves. They're starting to realize for the first time that white folks don't really like them, even though white folks colonized their damn country. And so, I you know, I can't help those people. Yeah. In addition to that, of course, we have the Griner situation in Russia. Outside of that, it's not a black story. It's right. not a black story. I mean, I'll spend a little bit of time on it, but not a lot. And so to the question of why these MSNBC folks or these other folks are obsessing over the Ukraine, it's because it's all that's talked about at the water cooler at these these cable networks, they're scared to go it alone and say, you know what, that's not our lead story. I'm sorry, we're not talking about the Ukraine on our show. This is for our people, and we're concerned about news for our people. Because mm -hmm. uh, even when we watch, and you and I had the conversation about BNC, Black News Channel, which I watch on yeah. Pluto, um, they have struck a balance. They make sure that, you know, the issues, the stories that come up that impact, I mean, just like we spoke about the Supreme Court justice and the possibility of a challenge from Lindsey Graham, which I think is something, you know, we need to know and be aware of, uh, in addition to the fact that even though the Cosby story and the, the Jesse Smollett story may be pop culture, uh, you know, those are stories that still mean, you know, something to the, uh, to the community. Uh, in addition to this, you said something that was pretty profound. As I'm listening to Ronnie Talk to Russia uh, from Prince, uh, Y'all Prince fans know what that means. Yes. But, but as I'm listening to Ronnie talk to Russia, you said black folks don't care about nuclear war. We should. We, we don't and we shouldn't. Why should we? I mean, look, I mean, if it blows up a racist system <laughs> that suppresses, subjugates and has stratified our communities for all of these years, why the hell should we care that the world comes to an end? Their world, all of the world is not going to come to an end. There were black people here before white people and there will be black folks after white people. Trust me. So you think that that nuclear cloud just going to just go float <laughs> over? No. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying, saying Rob. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, is I will be dead in New York. Yeah. I'm, I've already told you I'm going to be dead. In, uh, first yeah, of all, yeah. I am from Atlanta, born and raised. I will always be from Atlanta, yeah. but I will be dead in New York. Um, basically, everybody will be dead in D.C., maybe L.A. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to bomb Atlanta, but I mean, it's possible that they Oh, might. no, they're coming after Atlanta. 
maybe I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe Putin don't like niggas, so I mean, he might he might come after Atlanta. Oh, so Dobbins, but see, trouble. Dobbins, Dobbins is here. Dobbins, you that's know, right. You know, we that's got right. We got the base. That's right. You know, that's right. So, well, all I'm saying is, is that look, you know, I'm sick and tired of Negroes saying that they want to defund the police, and then they they elect Joe Biden, who says I'm not for defunding the police. They elect Eric Adams, who says who's a cop, who says I'm not for mayor of New York for people that like Eric Adams, who says that I'm not for defunding the police. And so then we have a situation where we've taken steps back. When we took a, like one step forward, we take eight steps back. And, you know, here's the thing. And this is what I said in the show. Mm-hmm. Black folks, when it comes to colonization and racism, are very tippet at ending it. And the reason why we are is because we know to truly end racism in this country, we have to dismantle the system that white folks have put in place and put our own system in place. And when it comes to doing that, that's a lot of heavy lifting. That means we got to become colonizer. We got to become boss. And we didn't, we didn't sign up for this. We were the ones enslaved. We were the ones brought here, hit over the head, you know, and made to work and all of that and build this country. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to being the situ- in a situation where we try to envision the white man's dream and take what they had in their minds and their fi- founding fathers had in their minds and make it our own, it's something we're reluctant to do. And that's understandable. And I truly, I mean, that's like a true psychology. You have to understand most white people are narcissistic. That's what um, France Fanon believed. He believed that white men and women are narcissistic and racism is a narcissistic tendency. Most black folks are not narcissistic in this way. I mean, not narcissistic to the point that they see themselves at the center of the universe. Racism is about being in the center of the universe. And when they don't get their way, that's when they do what? They talk about reverse racism. They nut up. They talk, they talk crazy. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about us becoming them and then taking over their system, putting a new system in place. So so just bear with me. I'm with you. This is why I get to to, to, to nuclear war. Mm-hmm. The only thing that might solve this is their world coming to an end so we can build our world. Hmm. So you're saying start from scratch. Cause so this is gonna be like uh I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a sci-fi buff, so it's the book of Eli. <laughs> you know, it, I hate to say it, but you know, some of that is reality in terms of the impact of, of a nuclear cloud. And I'm not saying we're there. I'm not saying we're there. I do think, um, you know, I have my theories in turn. I'm not going to get into it on this show um, because this it's a separate show that I, you know, in terms of what I think is really going on, um, because I think it's going to play out within the next few weeks. But but I will ask you this. Um, do you think because you said it on the show that the antagonism is going to be. How you how do you say it? Is it is it actually going to improve the situation with Russia? A no. lot of the things that's going that that's going on. The media is antagonizing the situation because they want ratings. But the problem is, is if the world comes to an end, then so do ratings. I mean, come on, like that's that's absolutely ridiculous. Hmm. Um, I don't see an, a good end game in that. In addition to that, you have a situation where if you have the world coming to an end, um, you. You you don't have a future to to, to work things out. Um, the the escalation that's happening is very concerning. I don't think there's going to be a nuclear war. You know, Biden this week talked about how he doesn't want to see World War Three, how this won't be World War Three. But Biden doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Biden also talked about you know we were going to get back to normal. COVID was coming to an end and all of that. I mean, you know, he barely he barely knows where the teleprompter is. So <laughs> l- let me just be clear. Right. I hope. There's no nuclear war, yeah, right? Yeah. But I'm, I wouldn't rule anything out with Putin supposedly being sick, supposedly being in a situation where he's looking at his legacy. I don't think we can underestimate Putin, and we de- definitely can't underestimate those that would have us take NATO and use it in the wrong way in this particular instance. I think they're being smart to a certain extent by not actually agreeing with Ukraine on the no-fly zones because— I, I think that that says to me that they do want to negotiate. I'm not going to be hawkish. I'm not on on war because I, I do believe. I mean, you know, it's not like we're it's not like we're going against Iran or North. I mean, North Korea. I mean, these guys can punt any of their and I'm not saying launch any of their nukes uh, and and actually hit any city city major city aimed. So, um, 
you know, Russia is a real threat. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't uh, I, you know, I, I don't belittle the fact that nuclear war is a real threat. I just think right now um, that where Putin is currently financially, his own people are going to do something to to preempt whatever he's thinking about doing. Take that forever, however you want to take it. But I think internally something's going to happen. And you know what I'm saying? Well, I hope so. But, you know, what you're also now seeing is, is that, you know, because he's for a long time, you know, and the Soviets have been nice to Africans mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. So he is also now being targeted and squeezed in some of his his uh, Africa ties as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this thing has the potential to get a lot larger because this is an American opportunity to say, well, you know what, we want the Soviets out of out of Africa for some time. But that's not really in our interest, because one of the things that people forget, there was a great migration from Africa mm-hmm. to and, and, and from America to to Russia, which is how a lot of black folks got to Russia. Yeah. Speak, speak to the uh, Brittany Griner situation. Yeah. Speaking of Griner, you know, I, first thing I wanted to know is what was this sister doing there? You know, like what what was she doing in in, in, in Russia? Um, she is a Playing Olympian. Basketball. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Supposedly Joe- she couldn't make the she made like. 10 times what she's making over here. They were paying her over a million dollars to play basketball over there. And you know, the WNBA players over here make like the equivalent to like maybe $12 an hour, which is really too little. Yeah, yeah. Way too little. So she had to go over there and play. But what I also, not to cut you off, Rob, but I found this also interesting too, is that the man that owns the team that she plays on is a very close ally or that's one of Putin's boys. So I've heard some people talk about set up and that's why she's been there in jail and, you know, it was just coming again. It's just coming out. And, you know, why is it so difficult for her to get out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the well, things that comes up with the exception of maybe CNN this week, I think, did one story. There's not even enough balance of talking about the fact that she's even there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, so thank you, Tanya, for, for saying that as well and adding in. I just want to give a little bit more about her background. She's Olympian. She won a WNBA championship. She's won, what, three Russian championships since she's been there. Yes, she is paid more. She's paid more than a million dollars. I think they knew who she was. Um, when I say they, I'm talking about the customs folks. Maybe they didn't get Putin a memo. But I can tell you there's one thing you like, you're like, this is highly suspicious. Like, OK, if it is motivated politically, what is it about? And I'm going to say this. I know people are tired of hearing about it, um, but I do believe that this is happening because she is a lesbian. You know, she has a full wife. Mm-hmm. She is not in the closet. You have to understand Russia is very intolerant of gay people, mm-hmm. very intolerant of gay people. As a matter of fact, it is so bad in Russia. That you can if you if you try to hook up with a guy online, you have to be careful about where you go because you could get shot, killed or hurt by somebody thinking that they are into you. They're really baiting you to hook up. That's how bad it's gotten for the queer community in Russia. In addition to that, there's a dirty little secret Putin has always had. And that is that I've heard from numerous sources that Putin is gay. And Mm. that's one of the reasons why he's so repressive against gay people. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So even the coverage, um, the racism in the press, you had one reporter talking about the fact that uh, I think it may have been somebody from Al, Al Jazeera uh, who mentioned the fact that uh, you had the BBC speaking uh, of the war in uh, the Ukraine in, in terms of look at the what blonde hair, blue eyed people being attacked. Uh, and on the other hand, you had the African community uh, and that was actually uh, they actually went there for degrees. Uh, uh, how do you say it? Discounted heavily, uh, you know, doctorate degrees. Uh, basically, they were saying that they were shocked um, in terms of how they were treated as they attempted to exit Ukraine. So even the racism and coverage, what, what are your thoughts and, and how did you talk about that? How are they shocked? I yeah. mean, like, what I mean, world, what world are Africans living in? Like, but we talked about this. But they the live program, in a black right? world. They live in a black world outside of going to the U- to the Ukraine. They live in a black colonized black. world, one where <laughs> yeah, country after part. country have been colonized yeah. in Africa. I don't understand. You know, but you know what? We did a show about four weeks ago. I'm sure you probably remember this show. It was about four weeks ago mm. on on Reading Interview about how blacks coming to uh, to to America are highly employable, make a lot more money 
are more successful because they don't understand racism and not in a systematic way in the way that it was implemented in the United States. And we have to remember that implementing the United States is also was also the, the textbook uh, for how Nuremberg was also put into place in Germany. Hmm. So, you know, it kind of goes back into this cycle. So these these kids supposedly didn't know anything about racism to this point. They shocked that, you know, they didn't want, you know, their black creamy ass over the border. And so at this point, they're having helped themselves. It's really sad. It's really tragic. It's really sad that this is their first tutorial and how bad racism can be. But if they can just hang in there a little bit longer, it's going to get much worse. Yeah, I agree. One more question, man. Um, HBCU's got a big chunk of money this week. Uh, Mike mentioned it in the news. And and here's my point. Um, a lot of that funding, or you're seeing a significant amount of money. And here, my thought is that I think there's a feeling within the administration, within the, the Biden administration, that giving money to HBCUs will have a positive impact on the black community. Do you feel that way? Uh, it's not that much money. It's only like two point, you know, some odd million do, uh, tr- billion dollars. So, I mean, I, I thought they were already going to give this money. I, I didn't. I thought they had already divvied out that they were going to give. I, because I, I remember seeing an interview with President of Gramlin about this. Is this additional money on top of that money, or I feel like this is the same amount of money? I think it and may I be like additional money. I think this may be additional money. Okay, well, great. And and some of it's supposed to help students, so that's great. I mean, maybe it's a game changer, but you know, it's not that much of a game changer if we educate our black kids and our youths, and we give them great degrees, and then they walk out into a world where they become Breonna Taylor, and they become, of course you know, Trayvon Martin or Michael Brown or anybody else, and you've got a governor uh, or mayor or even a president that talks about defunding the police is not a good idea because we want these police officers in place. Yeah. We spend all this money in education and then we shoot down. We That's if they're, if they're most unfortunate. And if they're lucky, we maim or imprison our black youth. Yeah. Yeah. So one, one last thing, man. Uh, where do you think we are, Rob? I mean, when you look at uh, it's been uh, over a year, we've had a State of the Union speech. Um, We're technically in a war or not necessarily uh, part of the war, but uh, we are. We're providing uh, bodies to Europe. We're sending troops. Uh, We're we're providing money. We're providing arms. Um, where, Where are we, man, in the country? I mean, in terms of when you sit down and do your show on a daily basis, where do you feel we are? Well, I just want to say we've been in wars for a long time. It's, this is just the one that white folks want to pay attention to, because um, one of the things we talked about on last Monday was um, just, you know, um, that that this has been a race war, literally a race war in that the way it's reported has been about these are working class, even white. They've even said that they're white people, that they're Europeans and that, you know, these are not like the normal refugees. And these are more important. And the reason why we're reporting on these people and that that's from BBC to the fact that NBC, CBS and Al Jazeera have treated these people all in the same way. It was a great report. If you get a chance to go back and listen to Monday's show, we ran part of it for um for uh for for monday and so that's that's an excellent segment that wasn't even our own it was a new segment so when when you ask me where we are right now Mm -hmm. status report yeah go ahead yeah what we're seeing is is globally racism is a huge problem because this wasn't a black news presenter this wasn't you know the black news channel this was we on uh that talked about this and this was a uh oddly it was a it was an Indian red dot um, reporter who was behind the desk who was talking about just how bad racism is against black and brown people and how whites were at a higher level. We see in the Ukraine, I hate to dwell on the Ukraine because you had me on because of it, mm-hmm. but you see how these students are educated for the first time about how bad systematic racial oppression is. When we look at Griner and the fact that she's black in Russia and lesbian in Russia, and we don't even know whether she, this sister's all right or not. And now we, and then in our country, how bad it is and how the fact that, you know, they've backed up on defund the police and they're still killing black people. We still have a lot of murders that don't even make the news that I pass on that. I'm like, you know what? I'm watching this case. I don't know whether it's going to get some traction. There was a young Jamaican boy who went off with some white people at a house in Pennsylvania and he got shot 
and killed mm. in the middle of the front yard, and we still don't know how his black ass is now in a coffin. I mean, my point is this. We can be lulled into a situation where we believe the black folks in this country are headed toward a better future. As Barack Obama used to say, the arc of American history is long. We're much better than we were before. Look, at the end of the day, we're not much better than we were before. We are still in a situation where we are on bended knee, hoping that somebody treats us right. And that's where I want us to get up off of our knees and stop begging and start demanding that we have a better future in this country and in the world because we deserve it. At the end of the day, we are the center of humanity. I wrote it in my book talking about why Black Lives Matter. I'm not here to promote that. What I'm saying is, is that the center of humanity comes out of Africa out of Africa. All people come from black people. And if you kill us, if you maim us, if you murder us, at the end of the day, you're murdering and maiming the soul of humanity. Excellent. Rob, how can people get your daily, man? How can people listen and subscribe? Um, I, I, I don't always do it the right way in terms of giving the information. I'd like to hear from you. Well, I appreciate you for having me on, as always. This is a wonderful Oh, man, show, this is, you know, you're, you're a partner. You can always step in whenever you have and something. I, Go for it. And I appreciate that. Just you can find me at Reading News Review. That's readingnewsreview.com on the World Wide Web. Reading like Otis. And I say that because that's how you spell it. R-E-D-D-I-N-G, like Reading, California. Uh, newsreview.com. People are like, where have you been? No, it's where have you been, brother, sister? All you have to do is just pop my name, Rob Reading, in Google, and it will take you straight there. It will take you where you need to go. Now, if you act like you challenge on how to subscribe, because it's not free, it's fee. <laughs> Yeah. Then that's a whole nother story. I can't help you with that either. But I swear to God, you know how to pay your Netflix, don't you? <laughs> that's so easy. Y'all give it up. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all give it up. Give it up for the one and only. I appreciate you, man, really. Yeah, for, man. Definitely. Thank you. Definitely for coming in. And, and uh, I, I just needed, you know, your perspective, man. I mean, because I, I, I've already said it. I've said enough, you know. Thank you, sir. But thank you so much, and um, and, and take care, and hope to have you back soon, and keep us up to date with your new projects as well, okay? No doubt. All right, good deal. All right, y'all, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with Tanya B's tea. Uh, you know, one thing I had to say about Rob that I really, really, are just, I'm like, and I'm going to use the You're just over there rolling, <laughs> but go ahead. No, no yeah. I dig it because he yeah. talks and he breaks it down to where people, like how, just like in church, when you have the old King James version of the Bible, it doesn't, like, I could not process that. Yeah. But when you get the new international version, you know, or the today's version, which is what I think Rob speaks when he talks about situations, people can can digest it. It's palatable. Yeah. They can digest it, process it, and understand it. And a lot of people can't do that. He's not talking at anybody. He's talking to us like mm. we're having a conversation. And I think that's one of the things why, you know, sometimes people of color shy away from the news because they feel like they it doesn't apply to them or they can't process it. And he makes it so that you understand that it is relative to your everyday life. So I just want to say five wanted to him for that. Yeah. If you're, if you're not getting the daily, definitely go to readingnewsreview.com. You know, you're doing yourself a disservice. I mean, his, his daily show is on point. So definitely check that out. Hey, but let's do this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to break. We'll come back with Tanya B's tea right after this show. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. Yes, yes, yes. You know what time it is. Tanya B. Hey, can you hear me now? <laughs> Get up on that mic and and, and, okay, and follow, can you hear me now? follow Rob with the fierceness. <laughs> all right. I want to say this first of all. Um, you know, people, and the one thing that also has not been uh, front page news that should be is that there's a new... Uh, COVID variant out here, and people think just because you have vaxxed and 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 boosted that you still can't get it. Yes, it may not kill you, and they're not certain yet if this new variant, you know, is even, you know, if the, the vaccine, the booster, even can kill it. And with that, I say um, prayers up to Philadelphia's number one daughter, Jasmine Sullivan. She's recovering from COVID. She was having a rough time, and she had to actually put some of her uh, tour dates on hold. But now she's back. 
and she's going to perform to a hometown sellout crowd on March 18th. So, you know, thank goodness she's recovered. Also, came out earlier today that our forever former President Obama has tested positive for COVID. Yes, he's saying, you know, a scratchy throat and a mild case. But to me, we should have had COVID, Rob here. We should have had Rob here and do right. his Obama. Yeah. But here's my thing, right? COVID is COVID. You know, yes, it may not kill you, but again, people forget it has lifelong effects on your lungs, your heart. And your kidneys. I mean, look at um, what's it, little Haley Bieber was out there tootsie rolling, and she had the blood clot on the brain, which can give you stroke-like symptoms, and you know it can still take you out of here. So I'm glad that uh, President Obama is doing well. And as of this moment, uh, First Lady Michelle has tested negative, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Also, want to say, uh, get well, Dion Sanders. Man, whoever knew that playing football could you know get you to where he is now? He was having some issues from foot surgery. And he had to undergo a double toe amputation. And the graphic photo is on the internet. I'm not trying to look at it, but again, wishing him well. And, you know, certain toes have a lot to do with the equilibrium. So I hope he'll still be able to, you know, walk and function normally. And then we also are mourning uh, with the Braxton family, with the loss of Tracy Braxton, only at the age of 50 years old, which is young. She lost a, bo- a battle with esophageal cancer. So it's just a teachable mo- moment for folks to learn their health history. Now, again, 50 is very young. Um, yeah. She battled it for over I think, a year, didn't, you know, didn't go public. But now you have a son with no mother, a husband with no wife, and a grandchild who really won't get to know his grandmother. So, you know, just, you know, colonoscopies and mammographies and, you know, all those different things that people shy away from and use COVID as the excuse. No more do you have an excuse. So just, you know, take care of your body. Because at the end of the day, that is the only thing that you really own. So true. So true. Okay, now we got to talk about get Jesse Smollett. Now you know when you go to when you're a certain persuasion, you go to jail. But when you're black, you go to jail. You know, like in the hood, they say you going to jail, baby. And jail <laughs> is different than jail. It's J A Y A. And I don't think that he's going to do the whole 150 days for the hate crime stunt. He's got to pay. I know Syracuse Mike's at 125, but with the fines and restitution, he's got to pay over 145 thousand dollars. You know, and I say the Smollett family is the size of a small town. They were in court, even putting his 90-year-old grandmama up there on the stand. But that judge read him for filth, and I get it. He was showing up late to court. He was narcissistic, and he thought he was going to walk away. They took him straight from the courtroom to the JSL, and he in Cook County. He's a, he in the county jail now. Can you, he's in Cook County. Oh, no. And that's different, because in Cook County, you don't have cells. They have, it's like, dorm-style bunks, so you don't have your own cells. So and I think that's really why, you know, they took him to jail. He did not pass a go. He did not get $200. And I think they're putting him in protective custody on the suicide watch just for his own protection. But you heard him say, you heard him say, in the clip, he, he wanted people to know that he is not suicidal, and if anything happens to him, he did not do it himself. He did not do it no, I, with I, his I, own I hands. Get that. Yeah. But again, it's open season. He's a you know what he calls himself a half Jewish uh, gay Tupac in Cook County Jail. They don't care about him. They would shank him just like they shank anybody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's call a thing a thing. All right, we'll see. But, so, you know, Tiny and them been waiting for him. Well, you know, I've kind of been waiting for Nick Tan- Nick Cannon's talk show to, to end, and I called it that Titanic of a talk show. Mm. Didn't even make it a full season, although they taped a lot in advance, so you will see shows up until, uh, I think, like mid to late May. Six months, that show was just, it was corny. He was Captain Corny, and it was whack. And, and even when he had his grandmother on there, and grandmother said, baby, that show's not good and you're not funny. You know, she let him know. Damn. The jig was up, y'all. The jig was up for Nick Cannon. So, you know, now he just has a couple of more hours in the day to try to go see some of his 10 kids. <laughs> you're wrong. Okay? Yeah. All right. And I want to say five wanted to the legendary whispers. They have been in the game 50, 58 years. I mean, a lot of us haven't been around that long. But, you know, they've never gotten a Grammy. You know, they've got a little yang, yang, yang here and there. But I just want to say five points to them because later on this month, they are going to receive the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award 
from President Biden in the White House. And I think they deserve a round of applause. And the beat goes on is all I can say about that. For the whispers. Absolutely. The mighty whispers. Good stuff. The mighty, mighty whispers. Yes, yes. Okay. I also want to let's talk about this whole thing. This Adele Anita Baker thing. Now, Adele just did a special a couple of months ago. You know, up on the top of the mountain with Oprah and, you know, all the famous folks were there. Then she went to Vegas. That was a crash and burn. That was just a kerfuffle and a cluster F that should have never happened. However, now next Sunday, she has this new TV special called An Audience with Adele. And I just want to know how different is that from what she did with Oprah? I, I don't get it. But what I do get is if you thought you were going to Vegas to the Anita Baker residency, baby, that thing is sold out. And I think I sent you all um, a screenshot of somebody I know who bought two tickets. Oh, that's crazy. And the tickets were $600 a piece. And wait, and that was in the second part, like right before row Z. So it wasn't even down front, okay? The closer you got, the more it is. So I think they were like maybe in row T, U, or V. $600 a piece of the tickets. Then the fees or another $211. So you're talking about 60. I mean, I love Anita Baker, but I don't love her that much unless she got Usher, James Brown, Prince Michael Jackson, uh, Rosa Parks, and Jesus the Messiah himself as her opening act. We, we know that's not happening. So, no, I mean, you know what? I mean, Anita's been awake too long, for one. And Anita's voice is not what Anita was. And, and KW, I mean, you know. She can still hold, she can you know, still hold exactly. her own. I mean, still hold her own. I mean, but but she's not. I mean, you know, and, and she's admitted it, that that you know she's had, you know, she's had some health challenges that have, uh, you know, degraded. Not not to the extent of what Whitney had gone through, but but right. You know, she she's not Anita Baker, nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six. But that's why I said what I was, what I'm going to do. Like yeah. I told y'all, I'm going to go get the DVD from nineteen eighty seven where she was caught up in the rapture lot, and I'm going to play saying. that and have my snacks and cocktails. Because if you look at it like this, yeah. if two people go pay, and that's just for tickets, it's $1,600 plus. You got to get to Vegas. You know, you got to eat, you got to drink, you got to get a hotel room. And my thing is, that's more than a mortgage, a car note, uh, insurance, every utility <laughs> bill you have, your phone bill, and a few tanks of gas if you have like an F4 150 or a, a big thing. So although yeah. I get it, and I'm happy that it did sell out, and her residency is only like five or six days. Well, if it's only that amount and they know it's not going to be over a few months, then you got limited opportunities then. Oh, that's true. But, you know, there's always a thing called an extension. Like Earth, Wind & Fire has a residency. They left and they came back. Usher returns for his residency July 15th. And then at first you have Bruno Mars' residency. Now you've got Bruno Mars, a.k.a. him and Anderson Pockets, Subsonic. So the ones that make money and sell out, they usually bring them back. Well, I know know my people and black people pay $1,600. You better be good. Or it will be on Twitter. Black Twitter will be ablaze. Remember the this has been happening for a few years. Uh, jazz in the gardens down in Miami, yeah. and people call it jazz in the ghetto because it's Carol City and that was the hood. But just the way that things have not improved since they uh, had the last one two years ago, and uh, I know like Stokely's down there performing, and they were like changing the set time, changing the day you play, and telling people folks are performing on one day and they go buy the tickets and they go to see the folks and it's like oh sorry you got to spend a couple hundred more bucks to come back another day to see who you want to see so jazz in the ghetto is probably going to get crucified on social media okay okay you got one more you got an update uh, on morris day or what was that um you know what uh, for what i'm hearing is morris day is now very quietly has gotten an attorney usually only attorneys get rich in this type of situation mm-hmm. but morris day has gotten an attorney and i'm understanding that he's got some receipts so he may be the victor in this one and i always thought that for the prince estate it was just a money grab it's like you know they they all have more money than they've ever had in their natural lives and you know but when people get that kind of money they mm-hmm. usually end up broke poor and lonely so uh you know we'll we'll see what happens with that but right now things are looking very good for morris day (laughs) well good 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 y'all give it up for tanya b in the building appreciate you tanya b yes 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 sipping that tea all right now yeah all right now thing to say um all right, go ahead. Some people were upset about this whole Chris Rock and Kevin uh, Hart, the, the Rock Hard tour for headliners only. The reason why they're doing these five dates in New York and New Jersey only, 
before they go on their separate tours. Because, so hey, know. Kevin Hart's in Atlanta in August, September. Right, because so. they have their own they have Yeah, their they have their tours. own separate tours. But yeah. this whole rock hard thing is going to end up being either on Netflix or some other uh, streaming channel or maybe even a pay-per-view. So he, yeah. they're both still coming to a town near you. So don't take some of that Anita Baker money or take your Adele refund and go take it over there to Chris Rock and Kevin Hart and them. Oh, Lord. Okay. All right. <laughs> Kevin Hart's also on the Essence Fest. He's also on the yeah. Essence Fest uh, lineup. Yeah, Kevin so, Hart. Yeah. <laughs> Vi's yeah, like, I'm yeah, oh, I got my ticket. To, I'm going. Um, shout out to, to I'm Questlove. Gonna see <laughs> <laughs> shout out Vegas. to Love once again. <laughs> Questlove won another uh, award at the BAFTAs for his documentary, Summer of Soul. And I mean, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Give it up, Kest, for Quest. Good stuff. Good stuff. And supposedly, um, they say he's a shoo-in to win the Oscar, but you know, there's never, you never know with them. But every, I think those independent awards, like the BAFTA and the, uh, the other one he won, um, he even won, like, I think it was Critics' Choice or whatever, Director's Guild. Yeah. But the ones that really mean something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't deny Summer Soul. And I would just say, you know, I'm going to go watch it again. It's just that good. And I still say I want him to do a follow-up documentary with some outtakes because there's still so much more of that story that we did not get to see. So good shout stuff. out to Quest Love. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good. Thank you, yeah. Tanya B. Hey, hey, just uh, a couple quick picks for, for the weekend. If you haven't had a chance, you still got some time. Or even during the week, uh, Apple Plus, man, I, I'm very, very pleased with all their releases. And uh, another true new classic is what I like to call it. Veteran actor Samuel Jackson, famed writer Walter Mosley, accomplished director and actress Debbie Allen have teamed up for The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray. Uh, already checked out the first few episodes, y'all, and I'm, I'm here to tell you it is outstanding. Uh, it is directed again by uh, Debbie Allen. And, and and the premise of it, if you're not sure, uh, Ptolemy Gray, who who is played by uh, Samuel Jackson, is suddenly left by his his caregiver. And he's assigned to a teen orphan who's played by, if you know, Dominic Fishback, the actress. Uh, and then they learn of this treatment that can actually restore his memory. And he's having all these flashbacks and the flashbacks lead to some mystery. So, you know, if you if you follow which one of my favorite stories is Devil in a Blue Dress by Walter Mosley. And if you know Walter Mosley's writings, he's a detective. So it's kind of got that detective vibe. But uh, the film is actually shot in Atlanta. You see a lot of the Atlanta landmarks. As a matter of fact, I mean, I was watching it first couple episodes. I saw Sweet Auburn. They they, they had to film right around Sweet Auburn downtown. Uh, Walter Mosley wrote the screenplay. And again, it's on Apple. So if you get a new phone, you get Apple for a year. So you ain't got to pay for it. Uh, or I don't want to say go out and get somebody's password. And, but, you know, you know, you know what to do. You know what y'all do. Uh, check out the last days of Ptolemy Gray, Samuel L. Jackson. It is it is really good. And I, I give it up to uh, Tim Cook because he's accepting a lot of these uh, these projects that a lot of folks aren't willing to put the money into. Uh, because Apple really, you know, when it comes down to film and all, you know, their thing is they make devices, you know, they making their money on phones, computers, you know, they, they're making their money on the services. But definitely um, I love what uh, they may not have a lot of content, but the content they bring in is good. So y'all check that out. It is the last days of Ptolemy Gray. I was very pleased with it. And, you know, Samuel Jackson's the man. Also on Netflix, and this is kind of fun. This is kind of a, a throwaway if you ain't got nothing to do. The Adam Project, uh, Ryan Reynolds, who I like from, uh, from, from what's his name, Deadpool. Um, but it's, um, this, this is crazy. Have y'all seen it? Anybody seen it yet? On, on the, I, I'm not going to go into yeah. the story, but, but basically the thing is, it's time travel when he goes back and he teams up with his 12-year-old self to save somebody. And uh, but all the players are people from the Marvel, <laughs> you know, from from the Avengers. It's like Ryan Reynolds plays uh, Deadpool. Right. So you got Zoe Zaldano, who plays uh, Gamora. She's in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, then you've got was it Mark Ruffalo who plays uh, the Hulk? He's in it. So, you know, you have to kind of suspend disbelief when you watch it because it's like, damn, am I watching uh, the Avengers or is this? Um, but it, it has a lot of elements that remind you that. So that's on Netflix. Also, I got to say, you know, give it up to Will Smith. I mean, for, for without a doubt, you know, with Will, um, he won Best Actor for uh, for King Richard. 
over in the over in the UK. As a matter of fact, as we tape, uh, the Baftas are have wrapped up. I think they're they're done. They've already announced uh, Will Smith and and a few other folks. Uh, the movie that actually won Best Picture is Power of the Dog uh, from Netflix. So um, a lot of the BAFTA awards are precursors to the Oscars. So we'll see if that holds tight and holds true for for Will and and possibly for Netflix for Power of the Dog, too. So we'll see. And, and on a local tip, I got to say what's up to Karen Greer. She, um, you know, Karen Greer has been around uh, since, uh, damn, uh, 89, 90 in the city of Atlanta. She's bounced. Well, she used to be 46. I think Fox, CBS 46. This is for my Atlanta folks, but she is actually, uh, she's been chosen to take the uh, Javita Moore spot uh, on WSB TV. Javita Moore, of course, passed away a few months ago, but, but got to say congrats to Karen because you know, you know how you have these people in the industry forever doing great things and, you know, getting their shine, but not necessarily on the level they should. So this is really uh, well-deserved for her because she's well-known, well-connected. And it's a great choice because you don't grab somebody and bring them into a situation like this, uh, not knowing the community. And Karen really knows the community well, and I'm sure she'll do a great job. Mm, she's an amazing journalist. And yes, you know, when is. I first came to Atlanta, she was on 11 Alive. And when they did her dirty, I'm going to call a thing a thing. Yep. And they they tried to reduce her role and get rid of her. Yep. I stopped watching 11 Alive and I did not watch uh, CBS 46 until she went there. And after uh, she left 11 Alive, I became you know really uh, dedicated and I'm loyal to WSB uh, TV. It's not the same, not no shade to Lori Wilson or the other anchors who were there. Mm-hmm. But um, I think her stepping in, really, I don't know that there's anybody in the city who could step into Joe Vita Moore's seat, if no. you will. Excellent, excellent choice. Excellent yeah, choice. I agree, absolutely. Yeah, excellent she'll choice. be an asset over there, believe me. Yeah, believe she'll, me. she'll, she'll But how great. interesting yeah. that Monica Kaufman Pearson, who uh, retired from WSB, now has a show over on... On 46. On 46. So she might be taking Karen's slide. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, y'all. Hey, just a couple of things. Don't Make sure you go to castropolis.net. Uh, click uh, our link. Everything G Podcast is there. Uh, you've got the podcast, uh, the stream, social media, email. And and again, if, if you don't, if you like to text, if you got a phone and you need to get our podcast, uh, not necessarily listen to this, uh, listen to us live, but get the podcast. Just text GPOD, G-P-O-D, that's G, P is in Paul, O is in Oscar, D is in David, GPOD to 470-928-1255. That's 470-928-1255. And just text GPOD and you'll get the link, which is the main player, uh, the share options. So you can share it with your folks and also you can subscribe to the uh, different platforms from that app uh, from that uh, from that link. Uh, just a couple of things, man. I, you know, and these are just quick. Um, you know, it was it was really an active sports week. And, and and we don't you know, we're not a sports show, but a lot of these things are just, you know, some of it's we knew it was coming. Some of it's stupidity, but I think it deserves a mention. Uh, National League Baseball finally uh, opened up the lockout. Uh, I think, uh, you know, from a standpoint uh, as a parent, and watching and, and seeing, you know, kids grow up, my kids grow up and, and, and some of them, you know, do some, some, some type of sport. Baseball is getting its ass kicked. I mean, in terms of, you know, when it comes down to kids being able to afford baseball the way when I grew up and Vi, you played sports. I played organized sports until, uh, you know, I graduated from high school. And um, I remember baseball being a lot more prevalent in the neighborhoods and in the communities. Yep. Whereas now you see more soccer. Soccer has really kind of gotten the eye and the heart to these kids and these parents. So I say that to say they need to stop playing around with the public when when it comes down to starting their season on time. Because the other thing is football is almost year round. You know, they're even talking, they're either talking about the draft. They just finished up with the combine. There's just so many things that the NFL does. It's like, when do you not talk about the NFL? You know, right. NFL is starting the USFL again. Ain't yeah. Yeah. So so baseball, you know, you did if they, they were talking about possibility of baseball not starting until July. In my opinion, it would have been a death, a death blow to the sport. So kudos. Also, um, all charges were dropped 
against Deshaun Watson. How many? He had like, what, 27? <laughs> dude, dude had 27. I was surprised. I thought he was going to be in, in there. It would be bunk mace with Justin Smollett. <laughs> yeah, they, he, still he still got the civil court to worry about. No, oh, yeah, he still he still got to deal with the money side. Uh, mm-hmm. But the criminal side, I mean, the grand jury uh, basically He's acquitted bad. Acquitted him. So they did not charge for anything. So he's on the market, and that's another body that's going to be thrown into the NFL pot that people are going to be talking about. Uh, Also, the Falcons wide receiver, uh, Calvin Ridley, man, just amazing. Um, How do you bet $1,500 and throw away? He is dumb, 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 stupid. He is dumb, 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 ass. What? He actually bet more than fifteen hundred, though. Stupid. Uh, you think he did? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, he he did. he did. If you look at the eleven million, yeah. he's gonna lose. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah talking about while he was on a mental health break. You know, boy. Next subject. Bye. Yeah, Open yeah. On that loud. Got to be. But anyway, I mean, you know, I, I you know, you want to you want to sympathize or empathize with uh, someone who says that they are going through a mental health crisis. I mean, I, I'm a caregiver for someone who has, uh, you know, mental mental health, mental who's mentally ill. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope these guys are legitimately using or not necessarily using it, but actually admitting something that's truly going on in their lives and not abusing the opportunity. Uh, so um, I hope because it's not going to be received well if it is uncovered that uh, it's all a lie. Um, but but this, um, you know, unfortunately for for this young man, um, you know, I don't know who's giving him advice. I don't know what, who his agent is. He needs to go find Jerry Maguire so they can build some kind of personal relationship and, and help him steer a better course. But the bottom line is uh, this is not going to be good for his career, even though people will say, ah, oh, man, he'll be okay. It's not going to be good for his career. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, also, Russell with the good hair is going to Denver. Uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, I know I said it, by. Uh, but, but anyway, I'm happy. I like Russ. I can. I mean, I joke. I joke with Russ and, and Sierra, and and I'm happy they're going to Denver. And finally, Colin Kaepernick sent a video out this week that basically uh, said that um, he's ready to play, and um, you know he's been working out and he deserves a shot. Uh, there have been some people talking about the fact that some of these quarterbacks are being pulled out of, you know, when when uh, a lot of these teams are in a bind, they go to people who haven't co- played in years, who might be coaching football, Little League, and pull them in. So why not Why not Colin? And um, sure. love to hear your feedback. Uh, I don't know, crew, if you have anything to say, but definitely you can email us or uh, on social media, hit us up. We'd love to know what your thoughts are, whether or not he deserves a shot. It's been what, how many years has it been since he's been out? Is it five? Been about too many. Five. Too many. Yeah. I think it's five. It's been a minute now. Well, the, the workout video, it's hard to tell whether or not somebody is truly in football shape from a video. So he needs yeah, to get yeah. out and actually play. I'd like to see Kurt him. Won- Go ahead. He can be worth Kurt, the guy, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Warner was it? Go ahead, boy. He can be worth some of these guys, like what they call the guy. He was coaching high school football. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A couple of these guys have been pulled out who were just coaching high school and they football. Wasn't that, and they weren't that good when they played. Yeah. So true. So true. Kurt Warner was at the grocery store. Yeah. Working. Wow. Wow. So, he went on to the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. So true. All right. Uh, final thoughts, K-Dub. It's 7 o'clock and the sun is still up. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking so about. So this is your time of the year. This is your preferred it's time. My time of the year. But it ain't 23 degrees today. I'm glad about that. Thank Good stuff. Lord. Mm-hmm. Same here, man. Same here. Uh, what about you, Tanya B? Any final thoughts? I wish my neighbors would get some new rugs upstairs. Sound like they're dragging around <laughs> either dead bodies or cinder blocks. But um, I, I just oh no, not buried in the backyard. <laughs> okay, ah, see, no, they're gonna be buried upstairs in a minute. Um, just want to you know say you know get well to Jasmine Sullivan and Barack Obama and may Michelle Obama not test positive. No, again, I know everything that we're being bombarded with is everything Ukraine and Russia, but people, please just take the time, you know, and check out somebody like Rob Redding where you can get the real deal and the real scoop on things and understand that there's still a whole lot more going on in this world that affects us more as people of color, not to diminish what's happening where, you know, we're crazy Putin in the, in the Ukraine, but we still have to keep our eyes on the prize because, you know, they're still killing black people every day for sport and getting away with it. People are being mistreated. 
and violated and you know we still have to stand up for those types of things okay yeah and, and you know that that was my point tanya b um when i was talking to rob and i asked him you know not only you know, like where are we but w- when it comes down to it um you know when i remember when we went through the rash of police shootings if you guys remember if y'all remember mm-hmm. that period where it was almost like coming once a week every other yep. day and and I remember reaching out to Amnesty International uh, because we were trying to get them on the show. And uh, it was like every, I think, what, uh, there's an Amnesty International U.S. And, and, you know, there are a couple of what I call human rights organizations because I, I, I said to them, I said, look, when when you look at what's happening with the police departments and the way this is going down, you know, in a lot of cases, this is a violation of these, you know, the men that they were taken out, they're human rights. I mean, these are human rights violations. So why not approach it as such? And I got cricket, you know? So, you know, I, I think my whole thing is, about, it's about solidarity. Um, you know, I help you, you help me, you know? So, you know, it's like you give, I give, you know, we give to each other. It's, you know, the, the key word for me is solidarity. And who in the world, who's giving, who's giving us, who's, who's being, you know, who's giving us solidarity and who's sympathetic to the cause, to our causes. And I, you know, but that is, you know, we're Americans as well. So, you know, we have to look at the fact that who's sympathetic to the cause, who's sympathetic to a lot of, when you talk about the CRT, CRT is not even being taught <laughs> in these elementary schools. This is, you know, it, it, that's the sad part about it. When when you see, you know, the gay, the, the don't say gay situation, it's not even a, these aren't even issues. They're just manufactured for, for political purposes for, for you know, right people, on. people need, uh, uh, they, they need issues to go in and they create these, what I call these crisis situations uh, so that they can um, stir their base. This is what this is about. Don't get caught up in it. I vibe with you, man. Let's go to the benediction. Throwing it to you. All right, bro. The secret of hopeness is not to do what you like to do, but to learn to like what you have to do. Jesus once told his disciples, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The things he spoke of were the things that made us feel happy and secure. Food, drink, clothes, shelter. He told us not to make these the chief goals of your life, but to seek the kingdom. And these needs will be automatic supplied. There, if we take it, it's the secret of happiness. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thoughts for the things of itself. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. In other words, don't worry about so much about the material like things in the world. You should worry about what God can do for you. Go if you worry about what God can do for you, all the other things you need will be taken care of itself. Amen. Amen. Amen, Brian. Thank you, man. All right, y'all. Again, thank you uh, to the to the panel. Also, thanks uh, to Rob Redding Jr. for coming on the show today. Hey, y'all, and with that, episode 121 is in the can, and we are out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace, peace. You've been listening to The G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. <laughs>